Welcome everyone, my name is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. Whether you're a member at Parker Ford or simply joining us online, we're so glad to have you with us as we continue our Lenten uh, Wednesday midweek teaching series. This little uh, seven-week series is sort of an offshoot on an, off of our ongoing spiritual formation series that, that we've been doing this year. And during the seven Wednesdays of the season of Lent, we're taking a spiritual discipline each week and unpacking it. Last week we talked about prayer as a foundational, a foundational element of our spiritual for, formations or a foundational element of the spiritual disciplines. Today we're going to continue in that sort of foundational um, aspect of the spiritual disciplines and talk about the Word of God and studying the Word of God. Before we get into today's teaching, let's pray and ask the, word, the Lord to teach us through His Word. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your, your word and the way that you guide us through it and that you transform and renew our minds uh, through the reading of your word. And we pray that we would be a transformed people as we seek your presence and seek to walk and follow in your way today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week when we started this little mini-series, we were talking about different spiritual um, disciplines and how they fit into the analogy of a house. And so there's foundational disciplines. There's the, that's the stuff that you can't see. It's underneath. It's what the, the house is built on. It's absolutely vital to the health of the house. And then there's the visible house, which is also important. It keeps the wind and the rain out. keeps you warm. Roof over your head. And there's outward disciplines. And then there's the dinner table or the corporate disciplines where we invite other people and other people invite us to be a part of their spiritual walk where we have fellowship um, and unity together. And so we're looking at seven different disciplines and they fit nicely into these categories. Last week we looked at prayer. Today we're looking at the Word of God. Next week we'll be looking at fasting, and these are each foundational or inward disciplines. And then in the following weeks we'll be looking at the visible house or the outward disciplines, silence and solitude and service. And then finally for the last two weeks we'll be looking at the dinner table, the corporate disciplines, looking at confession and worship. Richard Foster, in the celebration of disciplines, writing about steadying the Word of God, he says the purpose of the spiritual disciplines is the total transformation of the, per of the person. The whole point of this, in other words, the whole point of practicing spiritual disciplines is to be reoriented or transformed into the image of Christ. He goes on to say, they aim, that's the spiritual disciplines, they aim at replacing old destructive habits of thought with new life-giving habits. Nowhere is this more clearly seen than in the discipline of steady. The Apostle Paul tells us that we are transformed through the renewal of your mind in Romans chapter 12. There was a, a medieval practice in the Jewish faith in Europe that I absolutely love. I think about the story actually all the time. And what rabbis would do during the medieval times, especially in Jewish communities in Europe, is when they had a new student, when a rabbi had a new student who was beginning to learn the, the Hebrew alphabet, beginning to learn how to read, which of course then they would take into reading the Torah in Hebrew, um, what they would do is they would take the slate, the slate of stone and the piece of chalk that they were going to write on and learn how to write on, and they would write out the letters of the Hebrew alphabet on the slate. And then the rabbi would pour honey um, over the slate, and then he would have the student lick the honey off of the slate. 
And the teaching was meant to show that the word of God, the Torah, the law of God is sweeter than honey. I love that illustration. I think it's so profound, so beautiful. One, because the scriptures describe the word of God or the law of God, the Torah of God, the way, the words of God as sweeter than honey, but also because honey happens to be one of my favorite flavors. One of my, one of my younger sisters has never liked honey, and I've never understood that because I think that honey is the greatest thing. So I've always resonated with that imagery that the word of God is as sweet as honey. There are few flavors on earth that I enjoy more than tasting honey. I love a cup of tea with honey in it. I love a piece of toast with melted butter and honey on it or a biscuit. That flavor of, of honey for me um, resonates when the scriptures describe the promised land as a land flowing with milk and honey or the word of God is sweeter than honey. And so I love that picture of rabbis taking their students on the very very first day of kindergarten, the very first day of school or preschool, when they're starting to learn the alphabet and just dipping it in honey and saying, here, lick this. So maybe um, if you enjoy honey, maybe you can do something like that with your own kids. In Psalm 119, which is the longest chapter of the Bible, it, it says, how sweet are your words. In verse 103 of Psalm 119, it says, how sweet are your words to, to my taste sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it, that I will follow your righteous laws. Earlier in the psalm, it says, how can a young man live according to your ways? By treasuring up or hiding up your word in his heart. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I want you to chew on, I want you to taste those words. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about the word of God. The word of God incarnate in the flesh is, of course, Jesus, but he has left us with his testimony through the scriptures and how sweet they are when we meditate on the person of God, on his character, on the story of the people of God, on redemption, on the love of Christ through his word. Each week during this uh, Lenten series, I'm offering us a weekly challenge. Last week, we uh, were challenged to ask God to teach us how to pray, ask Jesus how to teach us how to pray, and then to spend time in solitude and with others in prayer. This week, the challenge is focused on the word of God. And so I want to challenge you to pick out one of the minor prophets. You know, after Ezekiel, after the major prophets, um, there's a, a list of minor prophets, and they're often forgotten um, books of the scripture. I know I often overlook them, and yet they're filled with the richness of the presence and the word of God. They're sweeter than honey when we learn to see God's presence in them. And they're very appropriate to read during the season of Lent, a time of uh, that's meant to be a time of death to ourselves, a time of repentance, a time of thinking about our, our flesh, our mortality, our, our sinful nature in anticipation for Easter and the resurrection. So pick out one of the minor prophets, maybe one that you don't know that well, 
And um, I want to invite you to watch the corresponding Bible Project video. The Bible Project has made um, introductory videos to every book of the Bible, and they are all phenomenal. They're all fantastic. And you can find that at thebibleproject.com. Just type in your search bar, bibleproject.com, and it'll take you there, and then look up the book that you want to watch. Or you can do it on YouTube. They're all on YouTube. So pick out one of the minor prophets and watch the Bible Project video. After you watch the Bible Project video, read the whole book in one sitting. This is really important. These were books that were meant to be read, and typically they were read out loud in a single sitting. They weren't, meant to be, they weren't meant to be broken up into chapter and verse. In fact, they didn't have chapters or verses. That was put on to them much, much later, many centuries after they were written. So after you watch the video, just read the book. It'll be short, Minor Prophet. Read it in one sitting. And then what I want you to do is write down what this book taught you about the character of God and what it teaches you about the character of mankind. So what does it teach you about God, and what does it teach you about you? Also, I want to leave you with these questions when you're reflecting on the sweetness of the Word of God. Do you see spending intentional time in the Scriptures as a foundational component of your relationship with God? Along with prayer, I think uh, time in the Word of God is as foundational as it gets. So do you see spending time, intentional time in the Scriptures, as a foundational component of your relationship with God? Is there a book or portion of the Bible that you normally avoid? I invite you to press into it. I know a lot of people are really uncomfortable with some of the stories in the Old Testament, especially in the book of Joshua or the book of Numbers. I would, um, rather than running from that or avoiding it, press into it. Read books about it. See what New Testament or Old Testament scholars have said about these difficult passages and see if God actually reveals something beautiful about his character as you wrestle through it. So don't avoid the, the tricky stuff. Don't avoid the hard stuff, but press in. And why, finally, why? In keeping with this theme today, why is the word of God called sweeter than honey? Spend some time meditating on that verse from Psalm 119 and chewing um, and meditating in your spirit on the idea of God's word being sweeter than honey. It's certainly our foundation as we build our life in him. And it's so sweet to spend time in the word of God. I pray that today's teaching has been an encouragement and a blessing to you. I hope that you really engage uh, the minor prophets in the word of God this week and take up the challenge. And I hope you have a great day. Go with God.